Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. Club 1080, the hottest spot north of Milwaukee, at the Club Club 1080. Souk and Rob's passion are always the fashion at the Club. They fell in love. Well, you never answered my question. Are you moving to Iran? No. Iran. Is it Iran or Iran? I think it's Iran. I mean, I don't know. Iran, Iran. I'm going to go with Iran. <laughs> Iran, Iran. No, how about this? I run so far away. <laughs> you, you come home and you never have to work again, but you have to move to Iran for a year. And I got You're a, not doing it? No, I'm not doing it. Are you doing it, Buck? Wait, it's a year now? I thought it was eight years. No, what? No, 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 no. Year. One year. You said eight million. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Eight million. I One year. But you're saying I can't hunker down. I got to be out in the mix. Yeah, you can't just go, like, live in a bunker. I honestly don't think I'd be able to, like, especially with what's going on, I don't know how I can just keep my head down and pretend that what's happening. I mean, they're murdering women I know. for not raping and murdering and torturing women. And People and, are disappearing. There's it, lots of it, protests. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I, but I can't there are that. some expats that live there. You really? know what I mean? Yeah, there, there are some. I don't know, man. I, I, just, I just feel like either either I got to go there and I got to get involved to make a change, and, and if that's the case, then I'm probably screwed or i just go there and put my head down and, and pretend to not notice the misery knowing that there's a payday and then i feel like i'm complicit in it for a year i just it just doesn't wow look at the morals on you yeah i wouldn't go either you know look i'm all for uh i'm all for shucking my morals to reap financial rewards i mean i'm ready for yeah. uh, corruption bribes look if there is nobody in my life more willing to do that than you yeah I've said it a million times. If I was a politician or a cop, I'd be on the take. 100%. I'm ready for it. Let's go. See, this is like my live tour situation right here. We're like, I don't know that you guys are like, you know, you guys are pretty comfortable here. You're, you're, you got your, you got your roles all established. Everything's nice. I'm like, you know, 
I, I'm on the I'm on the lower end of the totem pole for the tour. I might I might need that money, so I'm gonna go get it. I Look, think. I'll say for mm. the record. Good good on you, Buck. That's good. The Live Golf Tour. You can, might die, but you'll yeah. probably make it. And when you come back, you'll be laughing at all. <laughs> well, the whole I, I'm only going if I'm fully committed to keeping my head down. I'm not I'm not going right. over there with like. No, just yeah. like vacillating between. Oh, I might try to help out here. No, no, no dude, you got to go over there. And be smart about everything That's you the do. Only yeah. way you can do, and try to get out of there. I don't know if you've known the uh, history there between our two fair, uh, fair countries. We oh. don't have a great track record, so no, we're not uh, looking the way I look. Um, and Buck, you're not doing much better. No, no, uh, yeah, I feel like we're just sticking out like a sore thumb. So that's uh, it. It's tough. What if I may? Okay, I'm gonna change Ooh, it up on you. This guy says his family is from uh, Iran and it's a beautiful place and they love Americans. Well, there you go. Boy, so I'm wow. taking that one guy and that I'm like, let's be, go. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hey, they want you to think. That's all I need. Um, I'm gonna switch it up on you. I'm gonna give you India. But Three. it's <laughs> what for, for a year? I do India. Five for, years. I don't know, man. Like I'm gonna send you to India for five years. Yeah, it, look, you're not going to die in India. You're not going to die just, in India. And who knows? You may like it. I, I do India. Look, Five years. There's not many places that I wouldn't take that deal, but I, I do feel like uh, really, really oppressive regimes. I, w- I would struggle with. And look, I, uh, India's got their own problems. It's only in the last handful of years that they figured out that raping women on buses is a, is a crime that should be punished. Right, and and you could say the same thing about a lot of the Middle Eastern countries, and and certainly the human rights violations that go on in China. Oh, and let's not pretend the United States doesn't have our own little picadillos there that we that we have going on. You know, the whole threat to democracy thing. There's not many places though that I wouldn't be willing to go have an adventure, like especially when you, you there's a huge payout at the end. Like I can do what I want, and I don't have to be beholden to a job. There's not many places that I wouldn't take that uh i wouldn't take that deal but i do feel like there are some places in the middle east uh certainly some places over mm, i don't know russia <laughs> the north koreas of the world the burmas or myanmar whatever the hell you're calling that now some african countries civil war places a uh, hard pass now are we assuming that this scenario means that we're like thrown right into the center of wherever unrest is or no. can i go find a nice little no. corner of the indian coast yes. and be ha- yeah that's Absolutely. no problem yeah. you can yes no dude you get over there and you use your wits and you survive a year yeah. and you but you have to you have yeah, to like you, you have to live. work like yeah. you have no money yeah. it's like you got to be you got to do something see i worry about myself finding the gainful employment and the people who want to yeah. give it to me he's working a falafel stand somewhere and <laughs> no one be so falafel i really love falafel you know i i just i just think that would be a really for the most part not iran uh but i think most of those places you could view that as a is a really cool adventure right and i'm all for adventure my when my uh, my lady friend, uh, the old company that she worked for, they had offices all over the, the world. And, like, there were opportunities, like, if she wanted to, she could have been transferred to, they were based out of the Netherlands. And there was another office in, in Ireland. And they were always asking people if anyone was willing to go places. And I always said, if you made enough money where, you know, like, I could just go get a job being a bartender somewhere, right, I would 100% be up for something like that. Right, like the idea of moving across the, the the world, moving to Ireland, moving to the Netherlands, moving to, you know, moving to somewhere in Japan or, or somewhere in Indonesia. I think that would be an amazing experience. But you know, in order to do that, there has to be some incentive behind it, other than just hey, I'm I'm having an, an adventure. 
Here's a text that says the Iran-Persian people are a very advanced culture, more progressive than most, but Islamic, Islamic rule has stifled our culture. Yeah. Um, another one says, uh, I have a relative who is a chemical engineer, had to spend a lot of time in Saudi Arabia. And he said he was going on like 20-mile walks because there was nothing else for him to do. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's that stuff is really kind of spooky when when you look at it. You know, the idea like in Saudi Arabia and and in places like Iran where you really have a heavy-handed regime. <clears throat> and I, but you could say the same thing about China and some of the places like you can disappear. Like you can just run afoul and you are gone. Hey. That's terrifying. And, and plus if you've got daughters, if you've got a spouse, it's a lot worse over there. Uh, no. I, Did you see the guy? There was a um, Spain, a, a, you know, soccer fan from Spain. Yeah. Who was walking to Qatar. Mm-hmm. Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. Where they're having the World Cup. Sure. Um, he was walking from Spain to Qatar. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Everybody okay. was covering him on the news and yeah. everything. And he said he just wanted to, you know, experience what it's what life's like in other countries. And, you know, he'll talk to people along the way. You know, kind of a cool deal. Uh, you know he has disappeared. Really? Yes. He's just gone. Do you know what country he disappeared in? Uh, Qatar. I don't know. Iran. Iran. Yep. Yeah. They said the night, or the day after the night he got to Iran, nobody could get a hold of him. Whew. Right? I mean. Terrifying. Well, and that's like, you think about that. Like, whether you're talking about India, whether you're talking about Saudi Arabia or whatever. Like, honestly, you, your, your wife or your daughter can be gang raped because she's out and about in public and i'm not saying everyone but government officials police and a lot of the people there will say well she had it coming well yeah well but again you can't if you go over there you better not get involved in politics exactly because you're dead so i mean like so i just the idea of of having a female in my life over and and expecting them to live that lifestyle for any period of time no because the politics and the religion you know it's it's just intertwined there yeah no thanks man all right um the camp lejeune story now have you read anything about this this uh, camp lejeune in uh, north carolina i was hearing the ads that were running on our station and then every time i'm watching tv the tv ads are coming on and then I did a, uh, a little Wikipedia because uh-huh. I, I didn't know what was happening. Uh-huh. And I was like, ooh. Dude, that story is wild. Bananas. And if you haven't, many people are probably, have, you've seen the ads by now because they're just they're advertising everywhere, everywhere yes. for people who lived there. Or stared at Camp Lejeune. or you know, It's like yeah. anything. Right. If you know Sean McVay. Yes. If you know someone that uh, said the name Camp Lejeune, we would like to contact you because you maybe do money. Huge lawsuit. And it is really... I think it's worth talking about what happened there. It's a Marine Corps base. That's right. It's it's the one of the busiest, largest, and most important Marine bases in the United States. It is still active. Um, and they are seeking people who lived there from 1953 all the way to 1987 for this lawsuit. Yeah. It is it's massive. crazy. Uh, we'll get to that next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. Yeah, I was reading about the Camp Lejeune uh, lawsuit. Dude, that thing's Boy, nuts. It is nuts. Uh, if you don't know about that, it is the worst public drinking water contamination story in history. Yeah. And it's not close. And it went on for like close to 40 years. Dude, it, it happened at at one of the busiest and biggest and most important Marine bases in the United States, yeah. which is still active. Yeah, this guy says Marines basically do uh, basic training at two bases, one in California and the other one at Camp Lejeune. So basically half the Marines from whatever it was, 1950 through the 1980s, yeah. went through Camp Lejeune. Yeah. It's in North Carolina. Which is why all of these these ads are running across the country. You think about how many Marines and, and, and civilian contractors that work there, just how many people ran through that thing over four decades. So apparently in the 70s, they would dump oil and industrial wastewater <clears throat> wastewater down into the storm drains. Yeah. Yeah. That, and somehow wait, they thought wait, that was okay. Wait, is that uh is that bad? Is that, is that bad? <laughs> Isn't it amazing like back in the 1950s and 60s, 70s how like no one seemed to think anything like right. lead paint. Hey, what are we going to do with this waste? I don't know. Dump it in there. It's well, almost they, like we didn't we didn't think we'd ever have the science to understand the consequences. So out of sight, out of mind, just not going to have right. to worry about it. Right. And the military did use that. They used that sort of early steroid excuse, which was, well, <laughs> well, look, it wasn't uh, regulated uh, by the EPA. I, we can put it in there. No one told me not to dump <laughs> this uh, this oil and uh, dude. In, in, in the in the wa- wastewater in, into the storm drains, and then they would they would bury radioactive materials. They just bury it there. Oh, well. They even put a daycare in a former uh, malaria control shop where they were testing where they had pesticides and they were they, well, they were mixing and storing chemicals. Let, let me ask you this: They put Isaac. a daycare there. Let me ask you this: What else are you supposed to do with the toxic waste? Just leave it around for kids to find? God bless them for having the smarts to bury it in the ground I because mean, what could happen there? Other issues, they had like this off-campus dry cleaner, and I guess they that that place would dump its chemical-loaded waste into their water. Like it was awful. They had they had underwater tanks that were leaky. They had industrial spills. Like you name it, they had it. Their water ever, was that contaminated. Have you ever seen the Simpsons movie? It's a little bit like that. Like Lake Springfield, when everyone just comes from miles around and dumps anything. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Like the mobs there. Whatever you need to dump, you just dump it in good old Lake Springfield. Dude. And, and don't worry about and it. And so, like you said, this this all happened from the 50s to the 80s. Yes. Like and, for 30 years. And for all the people that are like, uh, we love our military and we take good uh, we take uh, good care of them. Do we? Do we really? Well, this story ought to give you some pause on that. Yeah. So then, in so this is... The worst part. It's the worst part is always the cover up. Right? Yes. Even though that is egregious. That's thirty years of just not even caring what's in the water. 
And like you said, think of all the families that were that were living on that bait. Kids growing Un- up on that bait. So then in 1980, they start testing the water because <laughs> people are onto them. They're like, hey, <laughs> why does everyone probably test this? Why does everyone keep getting violently ill and getting cancer and dying? Well, it wasn't until 1985, because of cover-ups and slow play and ignoring warnings, that they actually did something. Oh. So the solvent levels, they said, in the tap water on the base were some 280 times higher than what the EPA considered safe. So for five years... Ignored, Frank. Just a bunch of liberal propaganda bullcrap. So for all, you know, 30 years of, of the worst stuff, now they're onto it. They're testing the water, and these testing these scientists and all these companies are telling them, dude, this is not safe. This is the worst <laughs> drinking water situation in the country. People in India are like, I don't want that water. For five years, the families and the people on the base drank and bathed and utilized that water. It's unbelievable. And it just kept going. Well, it stopped eventually. Yes, eventually. It, so it took them five years for yeah. them to be, uh, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> the NFL concussion thing. Yeah, it kind of Fine, fine. Well, now what they're claiming is there's no link between the water and some of the diseases that all these people have oh, displayed. Oh, that's it's this, sickening. This is the new one. Yes, we know that you drank and consumed and bathed in some of the worst water in the world, but mm, did it really cause your illness? Yeah, right. I'm not certain about that. Well, they got to say something. These attorneys are the worst. I God, mean, it really is. God bless military You should uh, hope that attorneys. this lawsuit and these people in this lawsuit get every freaking penny that they're seeking. Well, my You pro- should hope it because, dude, th- I was talking to my uh, father-in-law about this. He, he's a former Navy guy up in, uh, he lives in uh, Port Orchard now, and we were up there this last weekend, and he was like, dude, I cannot believe this went on for 30 years because being in the military... They have somebody watching over everything. Everything. Like, they, they knew this. Somebody somewhere for 30 years, or many people for 30 years, turned a blind eye to this, and it's really unbelievable. Well, but it is believable, because I feel like anytime the government has the opportunity to do the right thing, uh, but it's the expensive thing, uh. or the wrong thing, and it's the cheap thing, I feel like they always take the the wrong thing. Always. Hey. My buddy just said, he goes, I said to go to the VA to get examined for exposure to the burn pits. It's still going on. Yeah. Anyone who's over in Afghanistan and Iraq, they were like, hey, what are those burn pits over there? Hey, you think that might be bad for us? Ah, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Quit being a ninny. Go roast a weenie over that thing. So uh, the, the science says uh, Marines just from that camp had a 35% higher risk of kidney cancer, 42% higher risk of liver cancer, 47% higher risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, 50% higher risk of ALS, and 68% higher risk of multiple myeloma. Yeah, but what is multiple? What, what, is that even a real thing? 68%. I love how they're trying to deny the link. This guy says he was in the Army at Fort AP Hill in Virginia. They put dioxin on dirt roads to keep the dust down. It was a cancer-causing agent. Yeah. They also said and they, they had, knew it. They said they had the Boy Scout Jamboree there. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, who uh, ended up dying of uh, bladder cancer, had a bladder cancer. So he was in Vietnam, and he was boots on the ground. And if you got – was it was like prostate, and there was one other kind of cancer down in that area – that if, if you got it, they attributed it to Agent Orange. But if you had bladder cancer, apparently they were like, mm, we're not certain about that. So my dad fought the VA for like a year, year and a half, and he finally got them to 
to admit that the bladder cancer was likely caused by by Agent Orange. He didn't have any other risk factors. And you know what it meant to them? You know what it meant to my dad? It was an extra 300 bucks a month in disability. Mm. That's what he got. It was 300 bucks a month. But I'll tell you what, my old man was happy. He's like, 300 bucks? Yeah. Now, he was dead four months later, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things. <laughs> they fought and denied that. Hey, that's to- 1,200 bucks. Yeah, they fought and denied that tooth and nail. They're like, we're going to admit that we caused prostate cancer with Agent Orange, but damn you if we're going to admit that it caused bladder cancer. Right. It's just they just keep it. They keep kicking it down the road Dude. over and over and over again. Read about that lawsuit if you want to get into the details of what they were doing putting in that water. It's unbelievable. And knew about it. And knew about it and didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Someone says Flint's even saying, damn. <laughs> That's right. A hundred percent. Does Flint even have... Flint or, doesn't hold a candle to this. Does Flint even have clean drinking water? Or are they still I don't do, think Are so. they still doing the bottled water? Uh, I think I don't think they have... I don't think they clean that up. <laughs> yeah, the, Last I checked. Because all their pipes Let's were made Google. out of like rust and lead, and no one seemed to care. They're like, eh, Flint's fine. No big go. deal. Does Flint have clean water 2022? Answer is... I'm going to go and say no. Either that or they're telling people. <laughs> they're telling people. Ah, it's clean. Don't worry about it. How many people in government jobs get told exactly that? Ah, you'll be fine. So this says, this is from the, now do we believe Michigan.gov? Sure, why not? You do? Yeah, why not? Okay. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy today announced that the city of Flint's water system has entered its sixth consecutive year of meeting state and federal standards (laughs) for lead in drinking water. (laughs) right. I love meeting. Just barely, but we're calling it good. Thumbs up. There's some lead. Yeah, but, you know. Not that much Not lead. that much. We're going to say that it's roughly, it's roughly in, in, in the neighborhood. Was it the, but, like, this is governments all over. When Japan was going to hold the Olympics, they were, they were putting, um, well, they did held them there, but they didn't, uh, they didn't allow spectators. You know, they were building all those barracks for, to, hold, or to house the athletes and the spectators. They were doing it on the Fukushima where the, they had that uh, little bit of that nuclear reactor uh, problem. And, you know, you, you're only allowed to have so much radiation per whatever, right? The little Geiger counter thing. And the levels around where they were building these things for the Olympics were like three and four times higher than what was allowed. So you know what Japan did? They just raised the levels on which was acceptable. <laughs> the government was like, hmm. We can't seem to get these levels down, and it sounds like the scientists are saying that we won't for the next 80 years. So I got an idea. Instead of saying that you're only allowed to have this much, we're now saying you're allowed to have this much so no one worry about it. I feel like governments all over the world, this is what we do. That's right. Hey, there's a problem here with our drinking water. It's not if we just say that the water's fine. Yeah, but it's got all these things in it. Who's to say those things are bad? Ah, we'll worry about that. That's a problem for the future government. Move the goalposts, baby. Move them. All right, uh, that's the Camp Lejeune story. What's the longest you've gone without showering? Ooh. You know the answer to that? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'd say like a camping trip. Well, how long? Probably six to six to eight days. Okay. How about a, well, I got a story for you. Okay. Right. I'm guessing someone's gone longer than right. six to eight days. It's longer, <laughs> a little bit longer. Uh, that's next, but first, Buck with SportsCenter. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And finally tonight, before we get to Big John, quick story here from, uh, where was this guy? This guy was in, I don't know. I'm guessing. Waller. Yes. Oh, he's Iranian. Oh, well. Here we go, back to Iran. How about that? Uh, there's a man by the name of Amu Haji. Okay. And he was an Iranian hermit. So he's a homeless guy. He was a hermit. So he's a Iranian. But they built him. A, they built him a home. So he was not homeless. He was an right. Urban, he's a hermit. He was an urban camper. A shut-in. Hey, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was on hoarders. There's a difference. He was on hoarders. Iran or Iranian TV. He did like his cigarettes. I see here. Oh. Right. Um, but he had unofficially been dubbed. And by the way, he would smoke like three or four cigarettes at a time. He would light them all in a Like this guy was an animal. By the way, does that work? Like. Well, you can do it. Well, but do you get is that different than just do you get more? Is yes. that is that more flavor country? I, I think go, it's I more nicotine. Three it's four more, to, uh, three four at a time. More of a buzz. Well, he that that's by the way that's not his real name, Amu Haji, but but um, it was a nickname given to uh, him by the elderly people of his little uh, village. Boy, I am seeing a photo of him. He is. He was 94 years old, and I'm reporting to you that he has died at the age of 94. His claim to fame is that he was the world's dirtiest man. I am not going to doubt that by looking at this uh, this photo. Who had last showered 60 years ago. How is that even possible? 60. And can I just say that this makes me angry? And probably for not the reason that you think. I realize that I am not going to live the world's longest life. Chances are, uh, we've talked about it, I'm, I'm not making it into my 80s. And you're telling me this guy lived to be 94 and he, he just lived in squalor and didn't bathe for 60 years and he's going to outlive me? At some and, point, it's all about the genetic lottery. You know, the Keith Richards right? of the world and stuff like that. The people who just go on this long and they shouldn't have. It just happens with some Smoked people. Smoked three cigarettes at a time. And by the way, I'm guessing that those aren't like filtered Marlboros. I, how is that even possible? The, the, the infections alone. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. But... Let's play the fun game of what does that smell like? Right. Yeah. If you look at him, he looks. How would you describe? Um, I mean, he just looks like he's covered in soot. Well, and I, look, I'm not trying to uh, be careful with this. There is a there is a gentleman that lives outside of our building. He's there all the time, and uh, he has he just has some sort of black substance like all over his arms all over his legs and and it's like on his chest and i don't know what it is because it just looks like i don't know what it looks like like spider-man like venom is starting to attach itself to him and i was like i i was honestly very curious i'm like what is that but you kind of pointed out here i think it's just filth because this guy's 
hands and arms look like that. They're just perma-stained with filth. Yeah, it's just, uh, I guess this is what happens when you don't shower for 60 years. Um, well, but don't you think at some point like you would like just like rinse off like in a in a stream or like Well, a, it's possible that he did. Really? You know. Well, well, yeah. Boy, I don't think those hands, that's not, there's no rinse off there. Like he looks, he looks like he just came out of a chimney. <laughs> not funny, but funny. No, yes, I he mean, does. He does. But, you know, I mean, what? that's the way he wanted to live. I don't know. Is it the he way made he... it to 94. That's the, again. Would he, that's... would he have lived to 117 if he didn't, if he did shower? Well, that's the part that, again, that pisses me off. That he's gonna, he lived to be 94, and I'm going to die at like 71 of something. And on my deathbed, I'm just going to think to myself, how the hell did that guy live to be 94? And, and you're, this guy's right. Sugan needs to start smoking three cigarettes at a time. I do. When I shower now, I like, when I shower, when I leave the gym, you know, there's a lot of, uh, like, bacteria that, like, gets on the mats. So, like, I take, like, an antifungal soap, and I immediately get in the shower, and I scrub everything down. Because I don't want, like, you, you know, there's a lot of, you can get staph, you can get ringworm, all this stuff. <laughs> 94 years old, and that guy didn't bathe for, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm spending I'm spending money and like my good time <laughs> to scrub myself down with an antifungal soap. Yeah. Uh, never again. I'm just going. To, I'm leaning into it. If it's what's this guy's name? Well, his name. Well, it's not his real name, but it was Amu Haji. I'm just taking a, a page out of this guy's book. There is a documentary on him called "The Strange Life of Amu Haji." If you want to look it up, I haven't <laughs> seen that, but it just chronicles how dirty he was. Yes. Yeah, because he didn't really have a very exciting life. No, he's. Hangs but out. Looks they like built the the townspeople built him a little. It looks like a concrete bunker. Yeah, a little yurt. Like some cinder blocks, and then yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like on a dirt pile. And I wonder if he was happy. I don't know. I would be interested. To, like you said, there's a documentary, and like is he, I'd like to know what he. So did you already say his? Did he at any point turn down the opportunities to bathe? Like he was committed to keeping all this. No, going? it doesn't say. Because it'd be one thing if you, if you never had the opportunity. It's another to, to well, choose not yeah, to. Yeah, it says right here, villagers recently pressured him to bathe for a uh, for the first time a few months ago. They took him to a bathroom to wash, and uh, I guess he was like, no. Yeah, he said... Uh, he, he, he said his lack of hygiene was an attempt to help all the problems confronting the nation. Neighbor, neighbors argued, this is back when he was 63... And he has seven daughters, apparently. Uh, was actually Ooh. abstaining from cleanliness in the hopes of having a son. What? Huh? Yeah, right. So. It gets stranger. You think that guy out there is just, you know, his whole deal is he's just trying to have a son? It's possible. Well, I. <laughs> you never know what's going through some of these guys' heads, you no. know? Boy, that is just a whole, whole thing. I, 60 years. 60 years without a shower, guys. Again, that blows my mind. So that, the next time you go a couple days, and you're like, ooh, I'm kind of ripe. Yeah. Think about this guy. I don't think I've ever gone longer than than probably a, a, a week or 10 days, and that, that's that been like on a camping trip. But even then, I yeah. go jump in a lake or a river. I was trying to think. I don't know. I don't know what's the longest I've been. Not long. Yeah. that's And certainly not 60 no, years. Not, not decades. No, that's that's a new one. Right out. All right. Um, <clears throat> John wraps it up next on The Fan. Five kind of broad in the shoulder and narrow at the hip, and everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big bad John. All right, uh, final 
segment. Nobody seemed to know where John called. But it's our greatest segment because we have your brother, John. <laughs> the the highest rated segment at 651 in the Portland metro area. I believe it. You can't convince me otherwise. Well, most people are at break. You know. Yeah. They backload, and yeah, so they just run a bunch of ads <laughs> until the top of the right. hour. I know there's a Camp Lejeune ad probably running right now somewhere that's getting dynamite ratings. It's that, blowing us out of the water. Listen, it's all about, like, it's all about matchups, right? It's matchups. We, we timed this segment, so we're going against Camp Lejeune commercials. We have to be the highest rated, don't we? <laughs> I would assume so, although, you know, maybe someone's really <laughs> Not interested. with this setup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know, all I know for a fact is the great Joe Donlin once told me that this was his favorite segment of the yeah. show. Now, to be fair, it was the only, it was the segment that was on when he got out of the news to drive home, so it's the one he listened to. Correct. But he did say the words Matches. that it was his favorite segment of the show. Styles make fights, man. So it's, it yeah. is, it's all about matchups. Yeah, he would go on break between the 6 o'clock news and the, Eight or nine o'clock news, and he would listen to John. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, but that's right. I mean, that's that, that works. So, yeah, that works. Listen, I'm putting it on my resume. Highest rated segment for at six fifty one in the Portland metro area, and I defy anybody to prove me otherwise. Well, and no one will. Right. Today's day and age, you don't have. You can just say whatever you want, yeah. and no one's going to fact check you. I don't and even, even if think they, they have ratings anymore. Probably not. I haven't seen a ratings book in like a decade. Uh, I don't. We know. don't even care. No, it's like whatever. And no one's even if even if someone showed you a ratings book, you could just be like, "That's not accurate." The truth doesn't matter anymore. It's, that's fair. That's a good point. It really, it really doesn't. No. If, so let me ask you this: If they, if you guys showed up and to do the show, and it just wasn't like everything was the same. You're in the building. You're in that little closet that you're in. You're sitting there. You're doing the show, but they didn't put it out on the air. They just stopped putting it out. How many shows could you guys do before you realized you were no longer on the air? I would think that the text program yeah. would alert us. We would get no text. Without the text line, it maybe could be a while. Oh, Weeks. without the text Possibly line? Possibly months. Months. <laughs> yeah, That's I'd... what I'm, like, part of the ruse would be, because look, you would, it would not be hard to believe that the text line went down. Like, what like, if we oh, lost guys, our sorry, vibes but... account, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the text line goes away. <laughs> yeah. We lose our vibes account. We we've, we've no longer can text back and forth with listeners. Months. Months. I See, do think I'm going it's months. two and a well, half months is the over-under. <laughs> yeah, that's close. I would probably say under, but not by much. <laughs> or as long as it took a neighbor to ask you, hey, I haven't heard you on the radio in What's a while. The deal? What's like, going on? Well, I was okay? on there today. No, you yeah. weren't. Well, you know my theory. My theory has long been that no one really listens to us. They just know who we are. Yeah. Like, we've been around so long that they're like, hey, Rob, all right, love the show. Haven't heard it in eight years, but love it. You know, hey, you still on? Yeah, as far you as know, I know. Like, people don't really listen. No, the correct answer is, you guys still on? The correct answer is, as far as I know, I, I show up every day talking to this little mic. One of my favorite stories is years ago, I was, I was somebody at work listened to your guys' show, and and they would talk to me about it all the time. Like, hey, you know, I heard your brother and Isaac say this or that. Oh, those guys are great, blah, blah, blah. And then after like a month of these conversations, they came to me and they were like, so wait, it's a sports show? <laughs> like, well, like yeah. really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, what? They're like, oh, well, I've been listening for a month. And like, they're talking about like dolphins humping. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, out it is there, a so. sports station. I mean, come exactly. on. But it, it does happen in, inevitably when anyone that you meet for the first time or 
you know, someone finds out what you do and they're like, I'll tune in sometime. I just know that they're going to tune in at the worst possible time. Like this idea that we don't talk sports is a bunch of crap. Tune in on a Monday and it's all sports. But yeah, like someone tunes in like Wednesday at, at like, you know, God, at like 612. Yeah, we might be talking about Ted Williams frozen head. And then inevitably they're like, I listened the other day for the first time. And I can just tell by the tone in their voice. I'm like, yeah, you're disappointed. I don't know what to tell you. So let's just say I'm sorry and you can just move on. They want you to break down the Trailblazers bench rotation. Go! Yeah, I, like, I don't know what you want from me, man. <laughs> How come you guys never talk well, about soccer? Ah, because we because we don't like soccer. We don't like soccer, and we care about ratings. Well, I mean, I like soccer, but <laughs> wait, we don't uh, care. It's not that big of a deal. Ah, ah, shut up! Listen to something else. Talk about Camp Lejeune. Come on. <laughs> well, they should be listening at six fifty-one. That's all I know. All right. Have a good night. Love your hot body. All right, see you guys. And it is hot. Hey, I forgot to bring this up with him, but um, you know that guy who fell off the cliff, the Pacific Crest Trail, and died? Yeah. The, from Camas? Yeah. John played catch with him. Really? He was part of Catch He was part of Catch 365. Dude. He posted the picture on the, the social media. Oh, that's social media. That's a little. I'll leave you with that. That's a little morbid. Thanks for that. On that note, hey, it's pouring rainy, pouring rain outside. Awesome. Even better. Uh, but I'm still great. What's coming up next? Are we going inside? I don't know. Something's coming up next. It's going to be great, most likely. We are back tomorrow, 3 to 7 on The Fan. Good night. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 